With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. Ten thousand layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Radke. This isn't just any episode, Julian Andrews. This is the trade deadline edition. It's an emergency podcast. That was planned. Just kidding. <laughs> we're um, doing it six hours after the trade deadline, and we were always going to, but you know what? We're here. <laughs> that was our plan. That's what matters. Well, you do bring up a good point because I think when you bring, like, you do podcasts too early, you're not sure, like, who's going where yet. I hate an emergency pod. Yeah. Just um, the worst pod. Give me a good pod two hours later. I, I promise. I, I do not I agree. care. And I felt the same way because I was listening to some like podcasts that were posted like late yesterday about mm-hmm. like what could happen today. And I was trying to listen to them today, but by the time I was listening to it, things were already happening. So it was like too, it was too late already. Um, well, I, I mean, what a freaking day. Um, it was great. This it was, fun. I had, I had my Woj, uh, tweets, like the notifications on, I was in meetings this afternoon and my phone was just like, Bam, bam, bam. Um, that was fun. That was a fun day. Yeah, it was. Uh, Very fun. We're gonna, it, it was a lot of fun. We're going to recap now. Um, let's go over some Wolf stuff first, and then we're going to go into like our winners, losers of the trade deadline. Obviously, like the big Ben Simmons, James Harden trade actually happened. Hey, our guy, Brian Windhorse, had it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, Woj and, and I think Jake Fisher from Bleacher Report not saying the reporting wasn't right kept saying like no deal is imminent no talks have been had and brian winhorse like two days ago was like dude there's the deal's done like it's it's yeah. it's gonna happen and uh i heard jake fisher on a podcast uh with kevin o'connor and he was just like i don't want to say brian winhorse is wrong but like my sources are right well maybe never, your sources thought never they were count right. out windy yeah n- never count out our guy windy um okay so the wolves do not make a trade which I think we're both fine with. Yeah, I was great with it until like 
1230. And, and then I was like, I'll oh, make a trade for 90 minutes. And then afterwards, I was like, okay, it's fine. Just make a trade, any trade. I don't care what it is. I just want to. Yeah, just give me, give me that endorphin rush from a, from a Woj alert about the walls. Was, but, was no. there any, so I agree. I think we're both on the same page. We talked about this in like last week's podcast um, about how we were both like totally fine staying, staying put yep. with the team's chemistry. We did have a podcast earlier this week talking about two trades that like we would be fine with. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, like within eight hours of recording, like buddy healed one of the guys that we thought yeah. maybe we could target was gone. Um, yeah. Was there anybody that, that moved that, that, uh, that you thought maybe got like, they, less value in return that you thought maybe the wolves like you're like ah maybe the wolves could have done that or or no um it's tough i i mean well Derek white yeah um, that would have been nice to get in on that that seems well i mean i'm sure we'll get to this but that was a good get um although the, the wolves didn't really have a piece like josh richardson necessarily either yeah. so i don't really know if they could have done that deal um I don't even really know what that deal would have been, but I, I think yeah. it would have been hard to figure out or, or, or Nikhil Alexander Walker who did jazz got for nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I agree with you. Cause there, there were guys like Derek white and um, like even like Karis Levert, right. Where it's like, wait, you just have to give like an yeah. expiring plus a mm-hmm. second round. Yeah, pick Karis, like, that's a good like, one. Like, yeah. like a late first, but, but then you look and you're like, okay. So the only, th- but, but then you're like, well, you have to give up either Malik Beasley or Patrick Beverly or Torian Prince. And it's like, which I get, like, maybe we'll look back and be like, remember when we didn't want to give up Torian yeah, Prince? I definitely for, would give like, up those guys, I think. But but at the same time, I, I guess, like, I think, like, okay, like, Malik Beasley, like, you get rid of Malik Beasley and you get Levert or you get White. And it's like, okay, well, then you lose that shooting that you had. It's true. And, like, no, you certainly true. gain other things, um, you know, so yeah, I just, and then like with the Prince trade, it's like, you have to probably give up Prince and then plus you have to give up a first round pick. And it's like, are you willing to do that? So, um, there, there were some other guys like, uh, you, you, you talked about Nikhil Alex, Alexander Walker and then Marvin Bagley. But again, with those guys at the beginning of the, the year, I would have said like, yep, all aboard. But then you look at the team now and it's like, where, where are they playing? Um, like, no, I agree. I mean, I'm still with you and that I think it was the right move to not make a trade. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah I, I just had to keep reminding myself where I'm like, I want Nikhil Alexander Walker. And then you're like, well, wh- wh- where is he playing? They're like, where, who, yeah. like, who is he taking minutes from? Do I want that to happen? Yep. Um, the Wolves right now, they lost a tough game on um, Wednesday night to the Kings. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis' first game absolutely crushed the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolves are now 29 and 26. They're a game and a half back from the 60. They're in seventh. They're um two and a half games up from the clippers some interesting things though i think to note for like the second i mean it's it's not mm-hmm. the second half we're we're kind of down to the like the final third stretch games but the pelicans and the kings seem very very much like they're going for that that 10th yep. seed um which is interesting right now the pelicans have it um the kings are are trying but uh the lakers are there um, and, and the wolves, I mean, they, they have a like six and a half game lead on being in the playing game in general. So it's like, if, if they would lose that, yeah. that's, a, that's a total collapse, but it is interesting. Cause I think there's some movers and shakers. Cause, uh, you look at the Clippers, um, they, they look like they're better after the trade. The Lakers do not seem like they are better. Um, they didn't make any moves 
No, um, dude. The Lakers are yeah. just... I don't even know what words we're allowed to say on this podcast, but they're any, not any good. word. They're dog shit, dude. They're so <laughs> they bad. So like, well, I don't, I, I don't know like what they're doing. And they, and they, they played the game yesterday of the Blazers of, just beat them. Yeah. And like, and that's the thing though. And like the Lakers are playing the game of like Russell Westbrook's hurt or like whatever. And it's like, he's conveniently hurt during the trade deadline week. Um, what I mean, he didn't get traded, but it is one of those things where you're like, yeah. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's just interesting. The Pelicans and Kings seem to be going for that play, and the yep. Blazers seem to be kind of bowing out, saying like, nope, not our year. Which I'm going to yep. get to that later, and I think that's a good thing. Um, all right, Julian, let's go back and forth with some winners, and then we'll hit some losers. Yeah, um, sure. I'll go first. Sure. Um, and maybe we just keep it on the same because um, I see yours now. Um, we didn't see it before but we can kind of keep it in the same realm if the trades were laid at all. Yeah, uh, totally. So winner, I have the nets. Um, it, it seemed pretty clear. Like James Harden wasn't going to come back after this year. Uh, you're able to get Ben Simmons. And, and the, the interesting thing here is like the nets were almost in a weaker position than the 76ers were, which seemed yeah. crazy. Cause Simmons, like that was like my perception at least, which I know, um, like is it's just kind of nuts. So they get Ben Simmons. I mean, Maury just like managed to extract, and we all made fun of him for it, but he managed to like extract back the leverage by just refusing to trade him. Which I like. I, I for was a long time. You're, you, dude. You're 100 percent right. At the beginning of the year, I was like, just take D'Angelo Russell and Jade McDaniel's. Like what? Like yeah. And and I don't mean that as like a Wolves fan. I just mean like just take the best deal and get out of it because yeah whatever. And then it's like, you wait and you like, and say what you will about James Harden. Um, like the 76ers are a way better team with James Harden than they probably were with Ben Simmons. Um, certainly with Ben Simmons sitting on the bench, not playing. Right. So yeah, you get Ben Simmons who I think just fits very well there. Um, like he doesn't have to play point guard. He can handle the ball. He can go out and run. He's instantly the team's best defender. Um, probably plays like that Draymond role for them. Uh, you get Seth Curry, which, I mean, he's a, a, a huge shooting upgrade for the Nets, especially when you consider Joe Harris. Is, it sounds like he's going to miss a season with that. I think he's undergoing another ankle surgery. And then you get two first-round picks on top of that. Now, where those first-round picks will be, I don't know. Um, I was actually kind of surprised that they didn't use those two first-round picks to try to, like, flip for Do someone like Jeremy Grant. Um, I'm not yep. sure, like, how the salaries would have worked there. But um, I really liked what the Nets did. Um like short term and long term, I think you're you're able to kind of like feed you know feed feed both um, for a guy that that like you didn't really have to give up much to get James Harden in the first place, and now you're ending up with all these assets yeah. on, on the back end. So, um, totally agree. I think they did an un- unbelievable job, especially like given the bind that they seem. Yeah, to be in. Um, yeah, yeah. I I was shocked that 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 happened. I mean, they're. Hard, like they were again, they weren't even going to re-sign Harden. Like yeah. Philly could have signed him. Like the, it's it's I don't know. I I don't I don't hate the trade for the Sixers, and I'll get into my winner from this in a second. But the fact that the Nets were able to get this amount of value out of Harden when he's kind of at the lowest value he's been in a really long time, I don't know. I I don't know how to feel about it because because I also I feel like the I feel simultaneously like the Nets got way more value out of moving Harden than the, I thought they would yeah. kind of given the situation. 
But I also don't necessarily think Philly gave up too much either. I think I, it just has to do with the situations of those two teams because my winner, my first winner is Joel Embiid because he's putting together MVP type season. He's having, you know, just on another level year and is just not getting supported. And now he has somebody who not only does he have a second star on the team, but the second star is James Harden. So I, I think that it's just, it, it's got to feel good to be Embiid right now to know that the organization yeah. like did what they needed to do, even if it might've been a little bit too much to put another guy there, because I think Philly's probably the favorite in the East now, right? Except maybe the Bucks. I don't know. They're definitely up there. Yeah, no, I, and I, I put the Sixers down as a loser, but the, the more I think about it and like, even like from what you just said, you look at the NBA and you're like so based in like now is the moment and you don't want to get trapped either way on that. Like you don't want to overreact and like make trades that like you're not actually a contender, but it is true. Like we've had back-to-back seasons now where like Joel Embiid has put up MVP type seasons. Um, And it is very clear that like his prime is now. And if you don't give him the help that he needs to win, you're just never going to win with them. And that sucks. So, um, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I I guess my reason for why I had them as a loser was like, I I don't think they should have had to given up Seth Curry and two first round picks on top of that. Totally agree. But at the same time, like whatever, I guess like Ben Simmons wasn't going to play there. You weren't getting anything from anyone like either, either way. So I guess if that's like the cost of, getting rid of Simmons and getting in like James Harden, who is for sure going to be here. Well, I can't say for sure with James Harden, but like he, he's going to do his player option for next year. Uh, you're at least yeah. giving yourself like a, a year and a half runway of like these two together. And hopefully you can come away with a finals appearance. Yeah. I mean, the Sixers have looked pretty good, you know, the last month or, or so. And now they're on the court. They're effectively turning Seth Curry into James Harden. So yeah. it's, yeah, you know, good point. you know, on, on the court, this is, this is going to be better for them. Um, yeah. but I think, I think you touched on something, which is the right time to push your chips into the table is when you have a guy who's performing at an MVP level. I don't, we've talked a lot about how maybe this year isn't the time to push the chips in for the wolves. It's because the wolves, like they still kind of have that feeling of having trapped lightning in a bottle a bit and kind of some guys are overperforming and you just don't know how stable this performance is, but with, the Sixers, it's like, no, if, if you have Embiid doing what he's doing right now, you kind of owe it to him and to yourselves to do everything you can to get to to try to win the championship. And if it fails, it fails, but you have to make at least a good faith effort. So I feel I'm very happy for Embiid today because he's finally gonna kind of get at least something um to support him in a way that could be meaningful. Yeah, and don't look now. Um 76ers only three games back from the one seed. Um, yeah. And again, I guess don't look now. Uh, the nets are only, um, you know, I like they're in eighth place right now and they're yeah. two games out of the six seed. So like they're two games up from the plan. So yeah, it's, uh, it's really strange. We haven't really talked about like what this means for the nets now. Like I agree that this is a good move for them just kind of value wise and long-term, but I'm really curious to see what this team looks like with Simmons. Well, if he plays and how soon he plays and how well he plays. And I don't know. There's a lot of questions. There's a report today saying that he is, you know, ready to go and like ready to ramp up his basketball. And I'm sure 
I, I would hope, I guess you don't know with Ben Simmons, but my hope is that like the last week or two prior to the trade deadline, he's been kind of like ramping things up, hoping that if he does get traded somewhere, he can like play right away. Um, but I guess, I guess we'll see. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if I think if he comes in right away and starts playing, like they're, they're instantly like one of those top three teams, top four teams in the East yeah. that, that you like, I guess the the thing that this takes away from like the James Harden saga is like, it's, it still comes down to the Kyrie Irving thing of Kyrie Irving yeah. can't play home games. And I think like we've been a little bit distracted from that, especially with Durant out because Irving is certainly a player that can carry the nets when a player like Durant is out. But if obviously when you're playing in New York, like he yep. can't play. Um, and like, is Ben Simmons the guy that can carry you when, when, when Durant's, out? I don't know. So you, I mean, it really just depends on like how fast Durant's coming back. Yeah. And then, like I'm, I'm, I'm not too worried about like how does Ben Simmons fit in. It's like okay, the worst case scenario is a really good defender on this sure, team yep, and yep. whatever. He does a lot um, of good things on the basketball court. Yeah. So, but you know, just one more thing. There is this report weirdly that Irvin Irving was the one who asked for Harden to be moved. I I like saw that, which is this kind of like a is that complete BS, and B like what the hell? Like he's not even playing, you know, but I, I also kind of wonder if the nets are reading the tea leaves on the, some of these mandates being lifted yeah, around the country and are kind of like, well, we might be getting Kyrie back. Which maybe is so weird. Maybe he's redundant with Harden in some ways. It's, it's so weird that we live in a world crazy. world in which Kyrie Irving wins. I know, but right? it not, not like winning games, but like winning this, like might I'm not going to get vaccinated and I'm selfish, but all right. Uh, second winner. We talked about Derek white before I like the Celtics, they give up Josh Richardson. Um, and they, they end up getting Derek white who, uh, our guy, Michael Pina said right away, his first tweet was Derek, Wright. White is a perfect fit with, with Boston. Um, white's like your unorthodox point guard player. Um, f- this season, 14 points, six assists per game. He's a Celtics. There is a playmaker that the Celtics really need. Um, I, I, a lot of the point guards that we've seen in the past for the Celtics, like the Dennis Schroeder and the, uh, Kemba Walker and the Kyries, they've all been these scoring guards, not, not very facilitated, um, focused where I think somebody like white will help a lot. And I think he does some of those uh, little things that, um, and especially just getting rid of like, I, more than anything, I think we've seen trades, uh, like over the course of this trade deadline, where you're able to get like a pretty decent player for like pennies. And um, I mean, contracts have a huge part to do with that, but I, I liked, I, I like that, that fit for Boston. Yeah, it's great. They also got rid of Dennis Schroeder and um, Ennis freedom. As he goes by now. Um, and they brought back Daniel Tice. And they brought back Daniel Tice. So I, I, I also thought the Celtics had a good deadline. Um, the problem with Dennis Schroeder was always that he is not very good. Yeah. And um, I think that Derek White is better. So it's it's kind of like that's this is an upgrade. <laughs> Which I've I've Dennis Schroeder as an honorable mention for a winner. Um simply because he's gonna get to buy out and play yeah. for the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna like he's literally because he didn't get the deal he wanted this free agency. And he was never going to get the deal he wanted playing in Boston. He's for sure going to like fool a team over the last month and a half playing somewhere that he's good. And yep. they're going to give him like a 
three-year, $30 million contract. and He's going to be the Blazers' big free agent acquisition with all this new cap space. And yeah, it's going to be Schroeder and Simmons. 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 Simmons or Simons? Simons. Simons. Simons, yeah, it'll be great. Um, I wanted right, Simmons give me... and Simons, but it <laughs> wasn't going to happen. Give me another winner. Uh, the Suns. Um, kind of under the radar deadline for them, um, but they're already an extremely good team. Um, did you see those stats that were going around about how good Devin Booker and Chris Paul have been in the clutch? I have not. It's nuts. They're shooting like 60% in the clutch and the Suns have lost like one close game. Um, crazy. I did not think the Suns would be, I did not. I, I, I thought last I, year we, yeah. like we'd look back at history and be like, Oh, remember the Suns when they had a really good year? Um, wow, no, they, they never really off. could do that. Yeah. They, they, they proved me wrong. They just took They had a really good game against the Sixers the other night, which they won, but they brought back uh, Tori Craig who was really good for them um, last year. And I thought it was kind of a bad thing, bad sign when they lost him. Um, and then I think they brought got Aaron holiday too. Yes. Um, who is not, you know, a great player, but is like a useful piece. Um, and I think that like when you're the sons, you have a great kind of starting five. You have a, you know, you know what you're getting, but just building that depth for a, long playoff run. Like we saw, they got burned last year, um, kind of by big man injuries. And, um, I think actually by a Tory Craig injury as well, but I, I think it'll, I don't know. I just really like it when teams that are in really good shape, just kind of bolster their depth and keep their consistency. And I thought that was smart. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Nothing super flashy, but uh, you know, it's not always the flashy stuff. Tory Craig can play 15 good minutes for you in an important game. Yeah, like especially like yeah in the early rounds of the playoffs too. Like right. when you know, I mean, I guess in the late rounds too. But like if you have somebody like a fringe injury or like mm-hmm. you're trying to save minutes, like those guys are important. Um, and then my last winner, I have um, I have like the Blazers and the Spurs, who mm. some people might disagree with, but like at least we know what they're trying to do. Which yeah. I think like the biggest problem for some of these teams is like, hey, the Spurs. They got Thaddeus Young. Wait, they're not playing Thaddeus Young. Oh, okay. Um, like he's a pretty good player actually, and should be playing somewhere. And then like he gets traded to uh, Toronto, which seems like you know it could be a good fit. And then um, you know the the Blazers, obviously, like we've talked about them a lot on this podcast. But I just think sometimes for those like middling teams, um, same with the Pelicans, I would say like they're a winner simply because it's like yeah, they they made a move. Like you can't just stay where you are and yep. like yeah, we're going to be the eleventh seed. Um, and like, I don't like the move for the Kings getting like, I don't like giving up on Halliburton um, for, for, but, but I, you know, Sabonis is good. I'm high on him. And hey, at the very least, like you tried something, I guess. Exactly. So yep. I, you know, I, I think, um, I don't know if the, like they will be winners, but I think that like you can get done with the day and be like, yeah, well, well we made a decision. Like that's, that's what we're going to do. There is certainly value in that. I was, I was, I mean, not like, I mean, I was sad to see, all the Blazers get traded because I really like these. I like those guys. I mean, I've been rooting for them for a long time. Um, so, it, you know, it's kind of sad, but I was in on all the moves until they flipped Alexander Walker for nothing. Yeah. Um, I kind of, it's just like, why do you do that? I like what I know you get that little bit more cap space with the Joe Ingles expiring, but it's just kind of like, like what, what are you going to do with that space? Um, and I would have preferred they just keep Alexander Walker around and see what they had in him. Um, and I think the, I think the Blazers are full on in either rebuild and trade Dame or like really star hunt for another, yeah. for another guy. 
I don't know how they plan on getting that other star, but I think it seems like their priority is having the space and flexibility to have that person, whoever that is. Um, so yeah. I don't know. And, I'm and not if you crazy can't, about it, but we'll I, see. And, and if you can't, you know, you, you, you trade Dame, you try to get four or five first yeah. round picks for him. And yeah, that's, that's it, I guess. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. Maybe he's headed uh, to OKC. Give me another winner. Um, Bucks. Um, again, not like a crazy deal, but I like bringing in Serge Ibaka. He can still kind of play. Um, they picked up a little bit of draft capital too in that trade, which is kind of hard to come by when you're like a high, you know, playoff team every year. And it's just seconds, but you can always package stuff. Like there's always a team who's willing to package seconds for a late first when there's a guy in the late first round that you really want. Um, yeah. So, so I, I don't know. I just thought again, like a smart deadline They're pretty unstoppable when they have all their guys healthy. And I think uh, Ibaka like really fits their mold. Um, he kind of fits how they play and he has a lot of playoff experience, including championship yeah. experience. So I, I, I just think it's the, a good move. I, I agree. I, and like the DiVincenzo thing, I was, I was texting one of my buddies. that's a Bucks fan. And like, he, yeah, know, he's like, I love DiVincenzo, but like at the same time, he's going to be a restricted free agent and like a team, like some team's going to pay him four years. Yeah. 50 million and like i don't want that to be us like grace now like took his job like right like yeah like we got what we wanted and then you get serge Ibaka for him and right like who probably doesn't have any value but beyond this year but at least you're able to get something yep um all right losers i went through my 76ers i don't know if i'd necessarily agree with that one anymore but um whatever uh like porzingis um just as a person God, weird so, deal the doubt they had the Mavericks trade Porzingis for uh, Davis Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie from the Wizards. Um, I, I, I like I have to check. I don't know if there was draft capital um, involved with so. that. Uh, let me just check quick. I had it all written down and then I didn't. Um, but anyways, it's like you. I, I mean, you can you can oh, a second round pick um, are, are yeah. going to Washington too. Um, I think you look at Dallas and you say. Uh, well, it didn't work, right? Like the Porzingis thing. But then you look at Porzingis and it's like how the mighty have fallen. Like you, you, in, in New York, you, you know, you, you are who, a team that's wanted to start for so long and they were willing to get rid of you to go to Dallas. And then in Dallas, like it seemed like you'd be the perfect fit next to Luca and like wh whoever's to blame there. Um, and now it's like you, you're equivalent to Davis Bertans and, Spencer Dinwiddie and obviously yeah. the contracts change our perception of players, but I mean, for you, you look back at 2015 and how he started his oh, career was like the and that same draft class as towns. Like, right. This is, I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that his career would, would go downhill this fast. No, I mean, I it's, it's odd. Cause you see his name and you still kind of think, Oh, this is a really good player, but I mean, he just hasn't really been that very weird deal. Um, yeah. But I mean, if you think about what it means, it's like the Mavs would rather, I mean, the Mavs have already extended Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, they gave him 452, like a couple hours ago. Um, and so they wanted to do that. They probably want to be able to re-sign Jalen Brunson, who's become like a really a kind of essential part of their team. Yeah. And they just made the calculation that Porzingis wasn't worth those guys, I, I mean, I, they still have some weird cap stuff to sort out if they want to do all that. But it's like, it, I think it's more, it's just as much about getting Porzingis out as it is 
bringing, I mean, bringing in Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. Yeah. I mean, there's Dinwiddie's going to be a backup. He just, I mean, he's fine. He just hasn't really hasn't looked like the player we kind of thought he would be maybe for a little bit when he was on the nets. And then, um, Bertans talk about a fall from grace, right? You know, like he was like this, the second biggest free agent of whatever class that was, I think. And now just nothing. Um, well, and you think know, the Wizards he can shoot, so whatever. And then the Wizards kind of take a shot on Chris Dobbs. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. If you're Chris Dobbs, like you're like, what the hell? Yeah, like, what the fuck's happened? Why am I here? Um, well, I don't know. I guess no, Bradley Beal's getting shut down now, right? So put up some stats, I guess. I don't know. Or, or they the, shut him down too. I would love to be in the room for some of these trades. It's just kind of like some of this stuff, it's like I can totally see what's happening. And some of it's just like I can try to read between the like read the tea leaves, but it's just like, what is going on here? Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Um losers. I you know, the Mavs, I I had as a loser, which now that we've had the conversation, maybe I'm also backing off of. Um well, I know, I mean, like I, it's more like you it's like this was supposed to be it, and then it just kind of ends in a whimper. Well, and if you're thinking like if this was the year that you were going to like figure out the Porzingis thing and get to yeah. the playoffs and like unleash him, it's like, no, now you're going to be the sixth seed and like your fucking team is Luca, so like, Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie and Jalen uh, uh, Brunson, Jalen Brunson. It's like what like and Max, like Maxi Kleber and like another big like it's like what, what yeah. I don't get it. Like what? Like, I mean, what, they're what, already in this situation of failing to build around Luca and like they've barely had Luke, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. It just feels like they've really bungled this overall. So I, I think I keep them as a loser. Um, and then, you know, you've done two of your losers. So I'll just do another one. I, I kind of touched on the blazers, but I just, I don't know, man. I, it just feels like they could have gotten more for CJ, but we'll see. I, I think maybe they could have gotten more for all those guys. Maybe. Well, it's funny. Cause I actually have the Clippers as my final loser. <laughs> Um, I don't really know why the Clippers are like doing this now. Is this, is this a move for next year? Like, are they just saying these players are available now? So we're going to go get them and they're all on contracts that are long. Cause they're, this is it for them. Cause their payroll is crazy. Yeah. I think that's the plan. I think it's like next year you go in with like, you have Norm Powell, you have like, you have Covington's bird rights and you know, like Balmark is going to go over the cap. Yep. Uh, then you, you know, you get Kawhi, you get Paul George. Um, so, you, you know, you have like your four, right? And then yep. like you, you have, have Reggie Bullock, you, right? Yeah. And uh, I think isn't is Bullock with, I thought he was with the, uh, the Mavs. Oh um, yeah. But um, like you, you, <laughs> you, you, you have some guys there. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that was like the, the, the idea. Like the idea was basically like, let's get these guys now and let's like figure it out. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the wrong yep. Reggie. Yeah. Um, like Kennard, I think, is still there. So like you you have some guys. Um, but yep. I do think it was more of a deal for like, let's yep, these guys can keep us in like the playoff hunt this year. Um, but like let's figure this out like next year yeah. and whatever. I mean, um, if you think about it, like Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Kawhi, Roko, and then Zubots with Powell and Kennard coming off the bench, Like that's kind of nice, you know, but you think of a lineup with like George Kawhi and Covington in it, like defensively, it's like, right. Who, like who's scoring yeah. for you. Yeah. That's a really good line. That's a good point. 
It just kind of felt, it, it seemed weird. But I guess now that we're talking through it, it's kind of like, all right. But, I mean, at the same They better point, win the like, freaking championship, though, because I, Norm is overpaid. Roko, they're going to need to pay. Like, I don't know. This is th- this team better be good. Otherwise, this is a pretty big whiff because these are some this is some money. Well, and that's that's exactly what I was just going to I was just going to say, like you have Kennard, who I think is on like a four year, 56 million dollar deal. You have Powell, who's on like the four year 70. Um, I I don't know what 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 Reggie Jackson signed. Um, I think it was less than what we thought it was going to be. But like so it's I mean, it, it is one of those things where it's like and then you can make the argument, too, of like. Yes, you have Kawhi and uh, Paul George, but like, are Luke Kennard, Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson enough yeah. to get you to that next level? I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I can see. That. Yeah, so Reggie. and the way he was playing in the playoffs last year, I thought everybody yeah. thought he was going to get like a four year for eighty. Which isn't that crazy though, right? Like Powell gets his huge deal, yeah, right. and like I'm not sure if there's much of a difference between him and him and Reggie Jackson. Um, whatever. Uh, my my last loser. Uh, I know you mentioned like the Suns and the Bucks filling out things on the fringes, um, but really no team that's contending um, besides like the 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 Nets and the 76ers. Uh, really like the Bulls, the the Heat, um, the Bucks, and I get it when you're that good, like you're just kind of limited and like yep. moves you can do. Like the Cavs made made their move. Um, the Suns fringes, Golden State, they don't need to make a move. Memphis, no. Uh, Utah, like you, you get Alexander Walker is like your big get. Um, Dallas seems like they probably got worse for the short term. Yeah. Um, Denver, no moves. Um, Minnesota, no moves. So just like a, a lot of moves in the league, but a lot of just like very small moves apart from from the Big Bang that we saw. It's kind of feeling like the champion's going to come out of the East again, isn't it? It it really does. I mean, it, like as much as I like Phoenix and I like Golden State, um, yeah. Like you look at you look at Milwaukee, you look at Philadelphia, you look at Brooklyn and then it's like, and those are your favorites. Right. And then you look and you're like, Oh shit, there's Miami and Chicago. Right. And Cleveland, like and Toronto. Like, I don't know. I, I like the East. Yes. The East is so good and so deep. I will say like, there is a path to these Eastern conference teams kind of beating each other out. Yeah. Um, and then I think like if, if I'm the West, I'm hoping that the team that comes out honestly is Philly or Brooklyn, because then at least you'll have a team that is not super experienced playing with each other. Um, and maybe you can kind of exploit that, but I don't yeah, know. Or if it's the Cavs, I guess if the Cavs come out. The, that's not you gonna put, happen. Put, put your money on that. Um, a Cavs Suns finals would be something. <laughs> Probably the lowest ratings in league history. But um, I would watch every game. I would too. I would too, Julian. Uh, speaking and that's all of the games, league cares about. <laughs> that's that's really all the league cares is, is ten thousand laps. Uh, speaking of watching the games, um, we have a big game on Sunday. Uh, Bengals and Rams play um, in the Super Bowl. It's in Los Angeles. It'll be fun. It's the moment we've been waiting for since September. It's finally here in honor of the big game. DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56 is giving new customers 56 to one odds on either team, Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets. If your team wins, 
Call to action, which I'm not supposed to read out loud. That is a bolded <laughs> part. Always say that. I always say it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TBPN. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 plus minimum age and location require vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. All right, Julian. Uh, speaking of which, hey, we got a TikTok now. Yeah, we're going to call you to action right now. Follow call to action. <laughs> Follow us on TikTok. No, we we decided. Like I, I post all of our, our Twitter videos um, on Twitter, not from even the main account, mostly just for mine because it gets more exposure. Um but I, I got a TikTok. So we, we posted our first TikTok the other day. It's just us talking. Yeah, it's which this. Is, this is it's basically what this podcast is. Yeah. Um, um, hit me. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, uh, I don't remember. How much, how much you love TikTok? Yeah. I don't know. Big, are you, you going to do like flossing or something on it? Yeah, I'm going to do flossing on it. That's the next. It's just me flossing with the DraftKings logo. <laughs> Just get the clicks from everybody. Thank you, DraftKings. Thank you, DraftKings. I don't think that's a DraftKings sign up to sponsor, my guy. Well, well okay. but hey, you know what? You know what? Yeah. And get us, okay. Uh, if we can get a certain number of TikTok followers, we'll start doing more. Kyle will start doing more. Dance I'll, videos. Hey, you can, show me the money. I'll do any dance you want to, Julian. Um, all right. Rule, uh, rules to live by. True. <laughs> rules to live by. Um, Hey, we want to thank our good friends over at Three Star Sports Cards, too. Uh, they're in Bloomington. They're in Little Canada. They have a website, threestarsportscards.com. Uh, they grade cards. Hey, PSA is down to 50 bucks per card now. Um, that's significant. Julian, we should actually probably go through some of ours yeah, to yeah, see if we need to that. send any in. Um, yeah, go check them out. They've been a good friend of the podcast. Um, and once a week, we do our Three Star Sports Card card corner, which we're going to do now. Julian, uh, I was going to go through like risers and fallers from uh, the the deadline. Um, You can't really stay away from like the Ben Simmons storyline. Right. Uh, His cards are going to see a a huge boost over the next. Dude, my top shot of him got got sold within. I had it for sale or something. It got sold like instantly as soon as he got traded. Right. Um, And I think that's what we're seeing in like the card market, too, where I think everybody wants a little piece of Ben Simmons because they're thinking that. Can't wait for that Eastern Conference Finals against the 76ers when he finishes with 21, you know, 15 and 10. So uh, just just uh, for, you know, to see, like where, hey, how has it been going in the last like 24 hours? So let me tell you, there was a card <laughs> last night, February 9th, that sold PSA 10. This is just Ben Simmons straight rookie. Uh, Prism PSA 10 sold for $166. Um, today, there was a Ben Simmons PSA 10 Prism card that sold for $255. Um, so about what, 90 bucks, $89 more um, than, than the previous yeah. day. So I, I guess think our gonna... advice would be don't trade Simmons cards right before the trade deadline. Yeah, that seems like a bad idea. Like don't have your, like what a dumb thing to have your bid end the day before the trade deadline. That's tough. Right. And that's like, I guess, unless the thought was, 
if he doesn't get traded, maybe there's like anticipation the day before. Yeah, like a hedge. Yeah, I don't like that though. Um, so yeah, no I'm just hedging here. Yeah, if if you have Simmons PSA uh, rookie cards, I have I have two. Um, maybe sell them now um, or hold them because I think they're getting their value back to where they were before. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that's my uh, that's my Ben Simmons take in the card nice. world. So. Good take. Good take. Thank you. Well, not really a take, just more stats. Like I just Good found stats. it was interesting. I'm like, what well, if I wanted a Ben Simmons rookie card yesterday, what would that cost me? Um, much cheaper. It's <laughs> uh, funny. It's funny exercise. If thinking about what things would have cost you yesterday. <laughs> Imagine inflation, just, inflation these days. <laughs> who, who to blame, right? Um, yeah. Who to blame? Who to Ben Simmons? Yeah. Kyrie Irving. James Harden, maybe. Harden. Yeah. Sean That's Marks. interesting Fair though. Warren. The Kyrie Irving wanted to like was angling to get him out. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Well, hmm. there's a report. Uh, I didn't read it all because this all stuff kind of annoys me. <laughs> but uh, you know, well, I it's funny we we should have talked about this games. during the um, actual podcast when we were talking about it. But you sent me a funny t- tweet from Woj that was like. James Harden hasn't formally requested a trade dude, because he's so afraid good. of the public public backlash. And it's like, my dude, we all know you want to get traded. And like, we don't, nobody likes you really. Like, yeah, there's no public backlash. It's like, oh yeah, James Harden wants to play somewhere else. Like, who cares? This is the tweet. Although Brooklyn Nets guard James Harden wants a trade to the Philadelphia 76ers, he has resisted making that formal request out of fear of the public backlash that would come with with asking out of a second franchise in consecutive seasons. It's like, dude, you leaked it to Woj. That I, is making a request. I was gonna say, I'm like, sorry. Like the line between between you telling the GM personally that you want to do it and leaking something to Woj, it's the same. Like and it's very like, oh my gosh! Like James Harden suddenly is the victim. Like he he shouldn't yeah. be scared if he wants also, to play somewhere else. James, like it's fine. It's like no, you yeah, because you know that that's not the right thing to do. It's that yes, like if you wanted to push your way out of Houston, I'm all for that because that franchise yeah. is a dumpster fire now. Whatever, um, their own their owner is garbage. I think that their whole team like good whatever. Like you yeah. you gave them everything you could. You wanted to go to a winner. Okay. Then you go somewhere where you get with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and suddenly like 10 months later, you're like, nah, like, well, yeah, you deserve that public backlash then. Yeah, it's tough. I, I like, I do think that Harden is in kind of this like catch 22 that he has created where he wants to be the guy, but he is not quite good enough to be the only guy on a winning team, but he also wants to win. Yeah. It's like, you got to pick, um, but no, just like how who is giving this guy advice? Like, who is the PR guy for James Harden right now? Because I will take that money. I will take is that job. James, is it James Harden? <laughs> I, I will tell you. Don't just say things to Woj and say you don't want public backlash on Twitter. You're gonna get public backlash. Like, it's just I don't know. It's just stupid. I, I don't understand how these like people think this works. I agree. But, Anyways. I agree with you. Um, all right, Julian, uh, that's it for this week. Um, good, good chat. Um, next week we're going to rip some cards. We'll do it on our YouTube channel. Um, yeah. over at three stars, I got to stop in there probably early next week. Um, and then we'll just talk normal basketball stuff and like how things kind of shake up after the trade deadline. So yeah, and um, then I'm excited we'll, uh, for that. Eat it up really fast and put it on TikTok. Oh, we'll put it on TikTok. 
we'll dance we'll dance to us recording a podcast and ripping packs and ripping packs all right we'll just... and all packs will be ripped and it'll be a 10 <laughs> second tiktok it'll be great tiktok everybody's gonna love it all right uh thanks julian appreciate you man <laughs>